Steve, uh, happy uh, happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving week to you too. I love Thanksgiving, and we we just got our grocery shopping done. Are you hosting this year? We are hosting. Okay, and I think everything it, is already purchased. So we're in good shape. Is your turkey in the fridge? Yep. Do I forget? Do you deep fry? We did. We're now off of that. Okay. We, um, we, it's, it's in a it's in a roaster inside a bag. Okay. Okay. Uh, we uh, we'll, we'll save the Thanksgiving talk for later. But I, I I couldn't remember. There's someone I know that deep fries, and I I have never done it. I kind of want to do it once. Um, I've had the smoked turkey before, and that's very good, but not deep yeah. fried. So it's very good. Um, in the meantime, you've got a podcast to listen to. That's called uh, Stuff Summer Says with. Steve. Steve. Steve, we have a lot to catch up on. Uh, well, a lot. Not a lot. A little bit. A medium amount. A perfect amount to get you prepared for Thanksgiving. That's that's what it is. It's a nice it's a perfect portion-sized podcast. Yes. yes. I'll say that 10 times fast. Um, okay. We're going to talk about the Rutgers game. We're going to talk about the Michigan State game. And then I have a question for you. And then I have another question for you. That last question comes in old guy and guy. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. You sound great. I love your new microphone. Very excited. Um, let's start with the game. Let's start with Penn State's win over Rutgers. In all, I it felt very tense because it was a home game after a loss, and then you kind of went back and watched it or thought about it a little longer, and it, and it never really felt that close, even when the quarterback went out. And, and I think that was kind of reaffirmed kind of on my walk watch back this afternoon of just – yeah, this is another case of Penn State kind of out out athleting a, a team, and I think they kind of reminded me maybe a little bit of the Northwestern game, a little maybe in some aspects less sloppy, um, and in other aspects maybe a little more stressful, particularly with Drew getting hurt. Um, so that was interesting to me. That was that was kind of my general just thoughts on the game. Um, I think, again, we've said this a hundred times now this season, but Manny Diaz deserves every dollar that he's going to get because it, that was really what won the game for Penn State was that Rutgers offense was not doing anything. It, it really was not. Um, and I think that that was nice. And then on the flip side, Penn State's offense, I thought looked better. It was difficult to kind of see that they looked better, but they just kind of one of those things you couldn't quite put your finger on it, but it felt a little better. And it maybe just been the placebo effect of knowing that Mike Yersich <laughs> wasn't in charge this week. Um, so all in all, pretty much what, what I expected, what probably what you expected too, I would assume. Yeah. I think I expected maybe six more points from Penn state. Um, but I mean, not in a, some down, you know, that they didn't do it. They did anything wrong. Um, yeah. It was the workmanlike victory that Penn state gets over everybody else that it's better than, um, quarterback injury was, you know, a little concerning probably, but at the same time, not concerning because they came in and still moved the ball and did things. So yeah, I don't, I didn't ever feel in doubt not being in the state, you know, listening to it and, and watching it both. Like it didn't, it didn't ever feel like anything was going to happen other than Penn State get a victory. It was just how it was going to happen. Are you ready to put your, uh, oh, your bow, bow starting? Back in the box? Are you good? Are you comfortable putting that back in the box? Or are you still like? Yeah. Oh, I don't care who starts. I, I okay. I don't right. care who starts. No, I, I, right. I. Although I get, I, I don't get. I don't. Care. I understand where we're at as, as a sports society now, right? Where 
quarterback gets hurt and people are like, oh my God, he's going to go. Like, that's it. He's going to forget, forget not starting next week. He's going to transfer. Offensive coordinator's gone. The offensive coordinator was his. This is what's going to happen. Nick Singleton, same thing. You know, he's not going to, you know, God forbid, hasn't run the ball, blah, blah, blah. Um, I know that's, we have very short spans, short attention spans as sports fans and as sports media people. And that's what people do. So it's, I understand where that comes from, but I don't, yeah, I don't know that I was ever ready for a new quarterback to be starting, but it doesn't really matter which one plays on set on Friday night or if they both play Penn state will win Friday night as well. Same thing. You heard it there first. Um, I don't know. I, I got, I got annoyed with a, a lot of those takes. Like there were a couple of takes that were a little obscene, not from my podcast partner, but from other people that I saw out there floating around of almost like kind of be thankful that Drew got hurt so that there could be proof be like I think the main thing that we've lost collectively as a Penn State fandom is the rational take and I think like you experience that live in the stadium between that injury that then them getting stopped there down at the goal line and people starting to boo and not saying like people can't be unhappy but I think like look at it from the perspective of number one you forget that I think people for genuinely forget that these coaches watch and analyze and chart and look at every number that these quarterbacks, every player does in practice every single day. That is quite literally their jobs. And I think people forget that. The other thing is both threw the ball once and there was one other design passing play. They clearly know something about Bo's throwing ability versus Drew's throwing ability, and probably why, if there was a quarterback competition in the offseason, as we are now in, going into game 12, why Drew won and Bo didn't. So no no offense to Bo, but that being said, like it's just, just, just relax, take a deep breath. Like I, I feel like Penn State fans need to take a deep breath for a little bit. Like That's what this next two, this last week should have been. As much as the previous week was stressful, and certainly probably what this week should be. That's my. So you're going all Aaron Rodgers relax for people. Well, I'm not going that crazy. Okay, okay. too far out. I I know you're not wrong, but that that, that's no fun, right? That that's not reactionary. That's not the fun thing. That's not. Hey, we're still going to finish ten and two, and half the teams in the country would would you know die to have that record and the performance and the the fan attendance and whatever else. And I get what it's not, but at the same time, is there are a lot of things that, that Penn State football still is and always is um, and was on Saturday in a workmanlike win, right? And I think that was part of the reason not passing either. Hey, Manny, Manny Diaz's defense is doing the job. We're going to run the ball. We're going to turn some clock. We're going to get anybody else hurt, and we're just going to do what we can do against this team. So it'll be interesting to see what happens Friday. Like, I mean, that's the, that's the one of the downfalls of the move – to the news conference on Monday, right? Coach Franklin says, oh, well, I don't have any really doubts that it's going to be out. Now, we haven't practiced at all, but I don't have any doubts about that. So you've got really no new information to share. I mean, I'm sure he's gotten doctor's reports and whatever yeah. else. But you haven't seen the kid throw or try to throw. So if there is anything up, you don't know yet anyway. And even if there was with Franklin, he wouldn't tell you till game time anyway, right? right? I mean, and that's right. that's well, until 30 minutes, whatever the participation report is, whatever, in any one of these days. But – no, I, I know why people went there and go there in general, but I hope the kid isn't hurt for his sake, probably for the program's sake, and I'm excited to see what happens Friday night. Um, yeah, I think the other thing 
with that is it probably would the clear indication that it probably wasn't that serious was the fact that he was still on the sideline immediately after the like if something's wrong they're taking him back to get the x-ray and he never left the sideline he went into the tent but he, he went in i think that was probably just to fix up his nose that was bleeding so that's the drew aller injury that probably will not be um anything hopefully be anything that was the um, best thing fox did in the whole broadcast i was just gonna that was where i was gonna go next how was the fox broadcast because i watched worst, it it was the worst broadcast of the year really it, it was that bad I'll, it was it just what Chris Myers feels miscast as a play-by-play guy. He feels miscast to me as an NASCAR host too, but I don't know. It just, he he's, he pronounces Prabula's name wrong to start the game when he was in that first series. And then you're thinking, oh, no big deal. It's not like he's going to have to say the kid's name a lot. And then the kid's in the game, right? Right. And then they show a replay with Singleton getting his injury or bell rung, right, for in, in in terms that you probably don't use with head injuries, if it is one or even possibly one. He's like, oh, that looks like Nick, Nick Singleton there on the cameras. They're showing him on the sideline. I'm like, do you think? Really? The guy with number 10 in his uniform? It was just sloppy Fox Sports 1 stuff. That just. But the best thing they did was they did have a camera angle, camera on hour after he came out of the blue tent with like his nose bleeding and working his arm and whatever else. That was good by the director and the producer. The rest of it is just... What you get as like the third or fourth game in the Big Ten each week when it's on that network. It just so as always, I watched it back on the the BTN in sixty, so I don't get the full experience, but I did get a little bit of the Chris Myers experience. And I don't know, like not to harp on him, but I remember him being like a better announcer. I don't know. He he just kind of seemed like he lost his fastball, and it also seemed like he wasn't that prepared, and that shows up on a broadcast that when you, when you are a fan of that team, and let's be honest, either of the, either of the people, most of the people watching that game tuning in are fans of the team. And so I, I was kind of like, it, it just felt like he was only looking at the basic facts and not necessarily getting into the underlying facts that are really the why of, of this or that. Um, I thought that I totally forget who who it was, but the color analyst was good. Like he provided a little bit of context, but I just felt like Chris Myers kind of was like, oh, we we picked you up with a tractor beam and put you here right at at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, and that's a shame. I mean, I I lost his fastball is a good term. I mean, he was on Sports Center as as an anchor. It felt like he was good, and that's kind of where he fit. And his play by play, I don't think, has ever been his strength, but you, you don't have a reporter. You've got a week to get ready for the game. The only people that are watching this game are the two fan two fan bases. There are no casual fans. So feel free to go ahead and be prepared and, and know how to pronounce people's names. I think Robert Smith was okay. I think he was – ABC ESPN had him slotted much higher a couple of years ago, four or five years ago when he first left football. Um, and I think he's kind of played to his level a little bit. He's not bad, but he's not spectacular. But it, it was Chris Myers, and it was a little bit of production stuff, but – Mostly Chris Myers, just because he didn't feel like he was prepared. And, and that's a shame. That, that's just not serving viewers, which for me is always you got one job when you broadcast, and that's to serve viewers. Yeah. I think we'll run a little. I, I've been thinking about this. I think we're going to run a little survey after the season, um, just in terms of Penn State fandom and, and kind of the fan experience this year. Um, I, I think Fox will come in last place on that. It that will one. be well earned. Yeah, you know, and even I understand they got they got to sell stuff, but even the TV timeouts, and I know there were a lot of Rutgers injuries that that aided to that. 
but even the TV timeouts felt aggressive for an FS1 game. Like there, there can't be that many people watching or they can't be making that much money off of the MyPillow ads. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, maybe that's what the MyPillow guy can afford. That's true. Um, that's true. So how did the fans deal with the injuries in the stadium? Like, cause there were a lot, I, like I, I didn't hear anything on the so ambient sound from the broadcasts. I, the first few you could, people were like, whatever. Then there was one later when Rutgers had the ball and people got upset. And I was like, what, what, what? like this makes no sense for them to like, what's, why would they like, it wasn't in a time pressure, pressure situation. So that wasn't, that wasn't um, clear or, or that was fine. The thing that I did notice was it didn't seem like a lot of, it took a while for a lot of people, at least near us to realize that Drew got hurt. And I think some people thought that like Bo was playing because that was like Bo's first play was that long run. And then people were like, okay, like he's staying in because he hit the running was working. Um, But I think then probably by, cause that was third quarter ish. Right. So you know, by the fourth quarter, people kind of realized, oh, something's up with Drew. Um, and so that was that was actually the interesting injury part of of Saturday. Yeah, that would be like it's interesting to me, and I appreciate there's a hundred thousand people or ninety some thousand that, that they call a hundred in the stadium. But if you're watching the game in any way, shape, or form, you're probably noticing the quarterback goes out, and if he's not there, you're looking for him on the sidelines. So it's interesting to me that fans didn't know or some fans didn't have a clue. And I get that it's harder, right, in the stands. There's a lot of stuff going on. But, man, I, I think that's something I probably wouldn't miss, even from wherever we sat in the last row sometimes. Well, and I think I think some of that is also, like, I think that's very much, like, I I checked Twitter during the game, but I don't think a lot of other fans necessarily would or, or do. Or I think can. All, you've got like magic phone service. If you're touching Twitter, touching, well, it's because I have T-Mobile and nobody else has T-Mobile. So, okay, there you go. Um, but I think, I think the other thing, like back in the day, so to speak, what did people used to do? They used to have the big earphones on with the radio and, and Steve or, or whoever it may have been uh, would call it out and say, okay, this player clearly has an injury and that's why they're not in. And then, you know, that person would kind of turn to another person around them and then word would spread a lot faster. So I think that was probably, that was probably why it was, it was, there was not a lot of people knew. And I think, I think the other thing was I like I'm not trying to like sound like a better fan, but I saw when Drew got hurt. Like you could tell he got up slow on that hit with, that put him out, and then you could see him when he threw the ball. The way he threw the ball, he just kind of like needed to get rid of it, mm-hmm. and then he pointed or did something. Yep. And I don't, if you weren't really paying attention, you might not have caught all of that type of stuff. Um, so I guess I just think it's the fans' job to kind of pay attention, but whatever. Well, you know, um, another another podcast segment for another day. We'll group on our fans later. But yeah, no, I think I think it was a all around fine day. Um, the weather certainly helped. I think that was a big. Like I said, I was I, I told you this, but I I was very pleasantly surprised with the number of people there that were there. I, I don't think it was a hundred and five like it was reported, but I don't think it was seventy five, which we've definitely seen seventy five for that game. You know, based on the time of year, the weather and. The yeah, if the weather would have been worse, maybe it'd have been smaller, but it's they're winning their game, the ninth game of the season, the seventh game at home. They're 
people, it was a great day weather-wise. People aren't going to throw that money away if they don't have to. Penn State fans amaze me in their willingness to show up. And this is a good season, so they probably there's no reason they probably should. But even when there's times through the years when they could vote with their feet by not being there, I think the pragmatism of, well, we paid for these tickets, uh, we're going to use them, as opposed yeah. to we're going to make a statement and have an empty seat. I, I just don't know that I've seen that happen in my lifetime very often. No, I, I, I agree with that. Um, so, yeah. Um, I didn't get creamery ice cream, though. I am sad to report. I, I, they didn't have any flavors that I was interested in. So Hey, you got to make those decisions, right? Like, if it's not worth it, they don't have what you want. Why would you spend the money? I know. So, so good for I, you. Did, I, I did. I haven't talked about it, but I, I think my new Beaver Stadium tradition is the nuts for you. The, like, the, the candied nuts. They're very good. That's my new go-to. So. Wait, so at the... The last drink for the tail before leaving is a what? Usually a Capri Sun. So a Capri Sun and then a lot of sugar. We're we're just the, it's a cheat day type thing. Like there's there's no rolls on okay. game day. You know, I'm just making so, we attention. start the day off with just bacon, like nothing else, no eggs, just bacon. Oh no, there was a lot of bacon in us too because there was just the two of us for a little while. So I had lots of bacon. So you know, it got cold. Got to eat it again before it gets cold. So yeah, oh. can feel you. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to this weekend's game. Um, I think I want to talk about the most interesting aspect, which is that it is on a Friday. I think that will segue into our larger conversation nicely. But I also want to talk about the fact that it's inside, and I'm very eager to check out a new football stadium off the list type thing. Although, I don't know. I kind of don't love the general vibes of we're going to play this game because – because NBC wants it at night and is wants to get it more eyeballs on it. So we're going to play this game inside. Like I would be fine if this was an on-campus game and I don't anticipate, um, you know, Penn state ever becoming like a Friday school in terms of home games. Um, and it, it seems like there there's been a couple of reports of Penn state's already said, no, we don't even want any night games that late in the season. But I, I don't know. I, We'll see how things are different next year because this is going to be the last year of this like traditional rivalry, which isn't really a rivalry. So that's my spicy hot Michigan State take. So you're going? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think this is how they – I mean, this is a Michigan State home game, right? They talk them out of. So I don't know whether – I don't know why you're – if you're Michigan State, why you wouldn't want it at your place either. So I, I don't know whether they were worried about the weather or I don't know what the deal is and haven't seen anything reported about why Michigan State would give this up, right? Well, yeah. why not play it at home at night unless they were worried about the weather, right? Which could be, I haven't looked at the weather for Friday night out there, you know, in East Lansing. So what they're saving people from having to do that and they're saying, okay, we're going to put it indoors. At least you're going to have a great opportunity to see the team. I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd give up the home game. I mean, I, I get what Big Ten tradition is with no night games late in the season, but I'm sorry the money has made that ship sail. You're gonna, somebody's going to be playing these games somewhere. Right, right. Well, I mean, look at Wisconsin and Nebraska last weekend. Like, the, that's perfect case of that. I think I have to wonder if some of this was all of this happened naturally before the Mel Tucker um, oh, yeah. news broke. And I think maybe their thought was, well, there's a good chance that Penn State's at least 11 and, or 10 and 1 going into that game and probably hopefully Michigan state is much better than what four and seven going into the, this game. Um, so I, I think that has something to do with it. I just, 
I don't want this to become a recurring theme theme or thing for Penn State as, okay, you're going to have to go on the road. Because I think it's just, obviously, like, Black Friday is a little bit different. But in the regular season, it would be annoying if if Penn State became the traditional Friday away opponent for Illinois, Indiana. But it has been, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, if you looked at it, I mean, we'd have to look at the numbers and we have it somewhere. But then Penn State might be the traditional, might be the preferred Friday opponent of the Big Ten Conference right now because it, it did the job for Illinois. It did the job for Maryland. It's doing it for Michigan State this week. That's at least three. I don't know if I'm forgetting one. And I, I guess the think. other larger thing, that, sorry, the other thing, larger thing that this could move is next season they don't start, they start at home in Big Ten Conference play. Woohoo! Maybe they'll finish on the road at some places in Big Ten Conference play, right? If if, if Penn State doesn't want to host a late season mm. night game, maybe they're going to be playing in other places at night as the season winds down because you probably can't have both, the beginning and the end at home. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, and now that like we talked that through, I can't, I can think of a couple of Ohio State non, although I can't necessarily think of a Friday night Ohio State game. And I certainly can't think of a Michigan Friday night game or a Thursday night Oh, no, of the big three, Penn State has played the most. Yeah, I would, yeah, I think so. I think there's at least those three. Yeah. I feel like we might be missing one more. I think we might be two. At Illinois, huh. which I missed on the, that was the plain thing at Maryland. Did they go to Northwestern on Friday night? No. No. If there there feels like there might have been another one in there. I'm sure somebody will call us out on. But that's still three in the past seven years. Yeah, that's what that's essentially one every other season. So yeah, no, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it, but it is what it is. Like I said, I am interested to like check out a new stadium. Um and I do think I do think that there will be probably more Penn Staters there this weekend than there would have been if the game was on Saturday in East Lansing. Oh, for sure. Sure. Um so, so what are your grade points in the stadium? Why you're gonna have wider concourses, it's gonna be newer. Like so what are the things that, that sway but, this and make it a good place for you? Without but science, it isn't that new. Think about it. Steelers played there in Super Bowl Forty, and that was yeah, that's true. Fifteen years ago now. Okay, so okay, it's newer than Spartan Stadium. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not a high bar. Um, but but what 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 are the things you're looking for? Anticipating and without having done research, just kind of hoping that a stadium has that would make the experience good for you. I want to I want a clear gum, jumbotron. I think that's that is first thing I'm always looking for, regardless of when I walk into a stadium. So they got uh, a whole field of stuff they're going to play on. You want to make sure the TV that you can see is clear. So that I can look at replays. I need to know where I'm looking for replays, Steve. Okay, just checking. Um, I am, I am interested to see the sound in there, just because I remember Indy being very loud. Like it, that was that was very loud, and that was that's the only time I've ever been to an indoor football, um, um, stadium. Well, that's that doesn't have a roof that opens up. Correct. Yes. Um. So there's that. I'm also just interested in like what is the stadium like because I think it's it's probably the last stadium of like the the or the the first stadium of the new era of stadiums. Um, so what is the stadium like? I am interested to see like how the they tie in like as always, just like that. I always think that's important. Like how do they tie in the local community? What's the area around the, the stadium like? And I, I know it's right next to their ballpark. Um, but what is then inside the stadium? What's the food like? Is it, I mean, I would assume that I can get some type of little Caesars or Detroit style pizza mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Um, so I'm interested in that. Um, so I'm also just like 
generally curious if obviously the Lions play there Thursday, like are they going to flip the field over and put Michigan State branding or is it going to say Lions in the end zone? Um, which would be very funny now that I think about it because they are playing – they are playing the Lions. I would think they, they'll flip it over, but I, th- I would think the other branding would be interesting. Like Michigan State's playing one game the year, the year, year. It's not like Pitt at Acrisure Stadium, right, where they have all the kind of stuff and they flip the stadium and it kind of looks like theirs. Because if you're Michigan State, why are you going to invest a lot in that? Or even if you're Ford Field, why are you going to invest a lot in making this look like their place? So, yeah, I think that'll be interesting for viewers who are watching on NBC to see as well. Oh. Or Peacock. Or Peacock. So, are you uh, are you looking forward to the uh, one final NBC broadcast of the year? Yeah, I am. I I actually drop a name drop and I talked to Todd Blackledge last week uh, for for a piece in the column for in the mirror, and I may appropriate some of it for stuff Summer says blog piece. Um, told him I thought they had the best broadcast going, and um, we talked about why a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> anything to get the taste of last week's broadcast out of my mouth, but. Yeah, it'll look good, right? There won't be the weather stuff, but it should be good sight lines, all that stuff that an NFL stadium has. And I think they do good work. I mean, that's the best part about what's left of the Penn State season from a, a media consumer standpoint who watches games. You've got NBC this week and probably ESPN for the bowl game. Right. And, and all, you know, so you're going to get two good broadcasts. Yeah, you're you're not going to have to deal with Fox or Gus Johnson screaming random nicknames all over the place. We are, we, poor Gus Johnson. He's not sending us a Christmas card this year. No, I don't think he cares. No, I don't think he cares either. If um, he did, maybe we'd get nicknames. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if I I don't know if I want one of his nicknames. I'm terrified of what it, one of his nicknames would be. Um we should we should make like a Gus Johnson nickname generator. That's what we should do. Um I might do that. Oh, that's a bad idea. Um okay. Anything else? We feel good. Feel good about. Yeah, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna. Michigan State's gonna score what nine points if they're lucky. You heard it here first. Steve's predicting nine. Is that <laughs> is that a touchdown and a safety, or is that three field? Could goals? be three field goals. Could be a touchdown. Maybe the defense finally gets a safety. They have one this year. I don't know if Michigan State has one. No, does Penn State has Penn State. Penn State has. I can't. What's the last time Penn State? Wait. So Penn State gets the two points. Yeah. Right, like yeah, so Michigan, yeah, they get the two points by doing oh. something. They tackle the Michigan third person, and then yeah, uh, that's how it works, right? I think there was one. There was one. There, the ball went out the end zone. Yeah, the ball went out the end zone against Indiana. Yeah, so and, I mean, but still, nine points, and Penn State's going to get 24, 27 at minimum. So the quarterback's going to be fine, one hundred percent. I don't think it matters who the quarterback is. Okay, He's, Steve is Steve is feisty today. Does it? I mean, good, it doesn't. Does it? Mood. It does a little bit because I just. Bo hasn't thrown the ball. Like, and if if you went to if you're from the York area, uh, like our our friends Bill and Linda, um, if you're from the York area and you have seen Bo Perbola throw a ball, please by all means feel free to prove us wrong. <laughs> um, but I, you're gonna get a little recruiting tape submitted out of the website. Yeah, yeah. So okay, all right, all right. I want to briefly hit on this topic. Speaking of Friday, there's a lot of football on Friday. And it seems like Thanksgiving slash now Black Friday has become the football holiday. Fo- uh, primarily Thanksgiving, right? Like that's that's part of Thanksgiving. It goes parade, dog show, then you watch football. But that being said, there is there are a lot of college games on Friday. There's also a now good NFL, ones. 
Yeah, so a lot of good ones, very important ones. Yep. Um, and then there's also an NFL game now on on Friday. Is there too much Black Friday football? No, and no, with the caveat that we will know depending on what the ratings say. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think people will. Iowa, Nebraska's early, right? That's in that noon window. God forbid anybody watch that. Although I think I'm, I'm interested if Matt Rule could could somehow pull an upset over Iowa, right? Oregon, Oregon State is late. It's the Jets on Friday midday, right? The Jets and the Dolphins. Jets, Jets and the Dolphins, yeah. Um, so it's not like there's a boatload of good. I mean, the best game might be Oregon, Oregon State at night, in terms of what's there. But no, people are people are home slash off. And they're filling they're filling windows, right? Well, and the other thing that's off is TV productions are off, right? Afternoon TV is off. Mm. The talk shows are off, right? So that's why the games end up during the day there. Um, but no, I don't think there's too much. I mean, there's not any more than there is on a regular Saturday. So I'll go with yeah. no is my final answer. Okay. I don't know. I'm a little anxious about it. Uh, what will could... you watch or what will you not watch? I guess, I guess, like, yeah, I'm gonna go to a bar and watch football still. Like, uh, when I, you know, when we, we're gonna drive to Detroit during the day, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch football because that's what I'm supposed to do. I think, I, I think at least the nice thing about Missouri, Arkansas is like Mizzou is interesting this year. Other years, like that's not that interesting of a matchup. Um, even like what Texas does or doesn't do is interesting to me just because it's Texas and they could like screw up here and that would throw things off in that conference. And then who knows, like maybe Penn state's probably ranked ahead of them type thing. And then of course, like you said, you've got Oregon, Oregon state, and that's probably two teams or, or well, that's, those are two teams ahead of Penn state. Although I would assume if Oregon loses that Penn state would not really gain anything there. I think Oregon would still be ranked ahead, ahead of Penn state. That being said, I don't know. I I think maybe my gripe is with the NFL game. Like the NFL has Thursday, stay on Thursday and and, and stay on Sunday. Like that that's maybe why I No, I that's not how that. the NFL works, right? They've got right. they've got Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday when college football season ends and Sunday, right? Like that's not you don't become the biggest best league by saying, "Oh, we'll just give you some space here." Well, and it's going to get even worse next year, right? Like when the the playoff expands because you're going to have those now those last couple Saturdays in December after college football are, are NFL Saturdays. Like you're going to have that going head to head. Um, I am really interested to see. I, I think I would assume if the game is interesting enough and the, the, the matchup itself is interesting enough. And then the action in the game is interesting enough. I kind of still think that a, that a college football playoff game is going to outrank or outrate a, an NFL game. Oh, I don't know. It'll be it'll be have to see who it is. But I, I guess I'd I'd be a little surprised. Like if it was uh, Jets, Bears, or like it, Yeah, but you did you just name New York and Chicago, right? So well, if, it, okay, if it was fair. if it was Jacksonville, somebody Carolina. else, maybe. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. And but the NFL's not gonna do that, right? No. Like they're not gonna give them a dog of a game on those days. So No, I don't think there's too much. Will you watch more Thursday or Friday? Which which day gets more football viewing? Forget the live game. Thursday. Okay. Thursday always like Thursday is that the channel or the TV doesn't change from football after the parade and big Penn State basketball game on Thursday. There is big Penn State basketball game on Thursday. TV channel is not going to change. No. Okay. Just check. Maybe, maybe, maybe briefly just to check in. Okay. Okay. 
That's what I wanted. All right. Last part of this week's show is this week's old guy, young guy. Steve, here is my Thanksgiving question for you. It is not the question that James Franklin asked. It is rather one simple question. Do you do you consume the insides of the turkey? I'm talking like the giblet and the like the liver and like all that stuff. I have and could, but I probably won't. We'll save it for my father probably. Yeah, I see. I can't get on board with that one. <laughs> well, then you don't want to know the stuff the rednecks in the farms pickled and ate, man, right? You, have you had cow tongue or cow liver? No, I've had okay. liver. I've had cow okay. liver. It's okay. fine. It's very much fine. Yeah. But no, I know my mom does. Like I, I'm going to save the 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 inside. I think that's so an even older than Steve guy, young guy thing. Like I think that's a generational thing of like every every part of the animal we could do something with. We were going to do. You know, my big thing was make sure the thing is unfrozen enough so we can get that stuff out. So then we're cooking it. It's not in there. We know where it's at, right? And then we save it for whoever wants it. I. I also wonder if that's a Pennsylvania thing. Cause like, I feel like even with deer, like, I feel like people, like, I know a lot of people that like, we're going to get every, every inch of meat off that deer. Like we're, we're going to use. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, No, I'm going to, I'm going to say no on that one. Um, So nobody offered that up to James Franklin today. None of the media members said, well, Hey coach, what about the giblets? And nobody turned the question back on him and his annual little, what do you eat kind of thing, which I was a little disappointed in. So. Well, I do you remember the questions? Because I think you you kept better track of them. Oh, today it was three questions. Good lord, it was green beans or collard greens. Um, it was, it was um, cornbread or cornbread or rolls, and it was the dinner or left the meal or leftovers. So he made okay. every reporter answer those three questions before he started with their question, which. Maybe it's his thanksgiving tradition. Maybe it's endearing and humanizing. If I were working the beat, I don't know if I'd ask a question. I, I don't know if I in the room I just wouldn't ask a question. In the room I would I would just okay. This is a week I'm not getting to ask a question. Like I just because I wouldn't play the game. If we're on the, if I were on the phone on Zoom and you're Maybe. stuck there, you can't be a clown about it, right? Yeah. You can't you know you see so got to kind of play along. But I think I would ask him. Hey, coach, you haven't you haven't given your answers. What are your three? Right, something just to. I think you would. I think you would answer and then say, "I'm only going to answer if you give me your." That that would be a very Steve thing. I'm only going to answer if you give me your. Right. Yeah. I I would say, you know, are you going to give me your three? Right. Like, because nobody turned it back, and I get it. And we got too much, way too much information from the media about their eating habits and their whatever else and how they got started. And so, I mean, I guess it's fun, but I also think it's not necessary. So Steve's just asked the damn questions. I'm, 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 but I want to hear the guy. I want to hear the answers. So string beans or collard greens? Oh, string beans. Yeah. Thanksgiving string string beans. Yeah. Right. 100%. And then probably cornbread because it's usually better than the rolls. Right? Um, No. No, not right. Okay. Well, that's possible. dinner rolls. Well, but you know the thing that was interesting and you're doing the James Franklin thing was like, oh, interesting you said that. Oh, I'm surprised you said that. There was a there was some judginess of stuff. Like I, I don't know what he was expecting these middle aged white guys from central Pennsylvania to talk about their 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 dining habits, but it was almost like he was expecting different answers. And I'm like, oh, there's some there's some stuff going on here too. So, and then the last one was Thanksgiving dinner or the leftovers. Yeah, I like to eat the dinner and the leftovers. You don't think it's ever any good as a stuffing? I can't make good stuff wrong. That's wrong. It's leftovers. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of Thanksgiving. I, I left see leftovers are are a. Uh, staple of my diet like you know we'll go to the beach 
and there'll be like lasagna or something the first night. Leftover lasagna is breakfast for the rest of the week for me. So I'm very much a leftover guy, but I have the choice of those two. Give me the fresh meal. I yeah see and the, this is the only time of the year I prefer leftovers like I oh that's interesting okay like I don't really enjoy leftovers any other time but well that's because we had we were this is old guy young guy we had the old Saturday morning cartoon thing where they would tell us to eat leftovers out of the fridge it was it was kind of like a conjunction junction thing from Saturday morning stuff I'll have to send you the link, um, or, the link and it was one. just like you can make a meal out of all this stuff so all the latchkey kids of the kids of the seventies and eighties were happy eating whatever we could find in the fridge no. You know, I, I, I just sorry that stress more than one. No. I'll find you the link though. Okay, all right. All right. Anything else this week? We'll no. Have a good Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. Perfect. Have all a right. safe trip. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's see. I don't know what I, I'm gonna write. I don't. I might do it tomorrow night. It depends. Maybe probably Wednesday night still. Uh, just depends. Um. I think we'll maybe let's plan on doing a newsletter. This is me telling you this plan, but let's plan on doing a newsletter next week because we haven't done one in a little bit. Um, so those are fun. And then, oh, big thing this week is we're having a uh, Black Friday sale because uh, we want to participate in capitalism. So Woo-hoo! you can save 25% or 20% on tees and long sleeves, respectively. Um, which is, equates to just $5. So $5 off um, those things. Um, so that'll run till I think, uh, I think I said it till Tuesday. So um, I would. So it goes from you, Black Friday till Cyber Tuesday. So we're touching both of them. Good y- for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's we're uh, we're not going to do it once and just turn out. It's easier that way. Um, that being said, if you are like thinking about, because I know there are a couple people that are like, I think I might order some stuff for some gifts this year. I would do it sooner rather than later, just because uh, it does take a little bit of processing time and shipping time. And then, of course, I'm sure everything's going to be slowed down um, with the whole, you know, Amazon Christmas rush. Um, so that takes care of most of our housekeeping. Uh, the last of our housekeeping is some more information. Uh, you can thumbs up, subscribe five stars, um, comments, anything great. We appreciate, um, we've got a website, uh, it's called stuffsummersays.com. on that website. There's a section for Steve called with Steve, Steve, um, Steve and I have emails for that website. Mine is Darian at stuffsummersays.com. Steve's is uh, Steve. Oh, Steve at stuffsummersays.com. There you go. There you guys And, uh, I think we got everything there except for the Twitter handles, which mine is at Stuff Summer Says. Steve's is at Steve Sample. Proud of you. Um, uh, very thankful for you and, and you as Steve. Well? But the, oh, the sorry, sorry, that was for you the out listeners. there. That was for me. There we go. Yeah. And and yeah. mainly you, Steve. So I appreciate that. I'm thankful for you and for and for we've gotten to this point and forgot my friends at Death Wish Coffee. So I want to make sure we we let them know that we love them too. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if we're our ads still running for them, but oh, okay. Well then, whatever. We still like fine. them. We still like them. They're very good. They're very good. So, all right. Have a good, have a good turkey day. Talk to you on Monday. Goodbye.